what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you doers, creators, entrepreneurs, innovators, CEOs, uh, people in in you know in their vibe, just kind of doing their own thing, nonconformists. I love to call you guys all kinds of different things because uh, I'm I'm mirroring right now, basically. But you know, you guys do things outside the box, and you're probably often misunderstood. And people probably looking at you like, why would you go in that direction and do it this way when this is the way it's always been done? And you know how I feel about that. Um, we get you, I get you, my guests get you, this entire community gets you. This is about your journey, and all of my guests would say the same thing. And every week, I bring on guests to talk about what are they realizing in, in real time in their own journeys, whether it's their first venture, their 50th venture, their, their next pivot, whatever it is that they're doing. And you know, there's always these reoccurring themes in their lives that they've been really uh, staying to and, and expanding on. And you guys, you always hear me say, I, we don't glorify or glamorize and success. How could it be overnight? How could success is arbitrary to the individual because it's really about your flow, your happiness, your peace, right? So uh, that's why we challenge those conventional norms here. And um, I just also want to say a very special shout out to a lot of our new listeners because we've been growing quite a bit lately, um, you know, almost 5 million downloads. Thank you for the newer listeners. I'm Matt Gottesman. It's nice to meet you officially. You can... Um, reach out to me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. You can get into the conversation at the intersection of uh, creativity and culture and entrepreneurship at HDF Magazine or a, uh, at Hustle Sold separately as well on Insta. You guys know I answer each and every single text and uh, message on my wall and the DM for the last seven, eight years. Uh, so I, you know how I feel about community and I'm really grateful. And we've got another incredible show today. Uh, and we're going to actually be talking quite a bit about leading with heart, especially in uncertain times. And um, this is, you know, on when you first, when I first say this as a theme, you go, oh yeah, no, I get it, I get it. I'm like, I, I think that there's some layers that maybe I'm, I'm, I hope you do, but I think there's some layers that maybe you don't, because it's also been a very big journey for me to understand that um, leading with the heart is not leading with the ego. And sometimes when we're leading and we are giving our all from what we think is our heart but if we have expectations if we are expecting certain outcomes if we're taking things personal or any number of other things even though we're trying to quote unquote you know lead from this loving place actually it might be the ego that's getting in the way and um and this is just my own interpretation because my guest is going to probably just take this to a whole other level but you know leading with the heart is a very very um unconditional frequency um, that um, will pretty much also solve a lot of your issues and problems. I'll tell you that right now. I, I believe it keeps you in your truth and your honesty. Um, it creates the boundaries that you need while also, you know, being whole and authentic to who you are and loving and compassionate. And there's a lot of, you know, things blended in there. So, uh, but my guest is Jessie Mae Wolf and she's a speaker, a visionary and a founder of the Heart Rise Method. And, uh, the, the method basically is a science-based framework that empowers the best in people by unleashing the intelligence of the human heart. So I'm really stoked to be talking about this. Uh, and through, uh, she's got an accessible, like a four-step method. HeartRise activates the heart's electromagnetic field 
as a generative force to ignite potential, cultivate connection, inspire innovation. So you guys thought it was just pumping blood. <laughs> it's doing a lot more. And uh, Harai was born uh, out of her genuine curiosity to understand how interconnected we all are. And she's driven by a creative entrepreneurial force and desire to embolden others to live their truth. So you know how, of course, she would be a part of our community here and talking. And uh, her expansive experience in the fashion, publishing, communications, startup and wellness industries inspired the creation of what is now known as this HeartRise method. And over the last decade, she has activated HeartRise in cities globally, sharing the method with educational organizations, leading edge companies, foundations and communities. And each experience has radically strengthened emotional intelligence, right? I cannot, I cannot stress that. I believe that that's, and we've talked about this on other podcasts, that's really the, you know, one of the defining factors of the future is raising that EQ and, and, and uh, emotional intelligence, um, productivity, collaboration, and communication. And from wellness to tech, real estate, nonprofit, advertising, and media, uh, HeartRise disrupts company culture, offering a fresh take on a heart-powered leadership Thank god because the whole old paradigm shift you guys know how i feel about that has got to go uh and she's building a lot of bridges with the language of the heart so jesse thank you so much for being here i appreciate you being on the show oh wow matt what a warm welcome and i'm so happy to be here with you and your audience hello everyone oh uh, thank you and they could say anything right now they're like oh give it to me <laughs> tell me tell me, <laughs> tell me what i'm telling tell me what I'm, I'm i'm missing and uh you know i I told you before the show, I would love for you to um, just give a little bit of context. You can go as far back as you want, but, um, you know, dedicate yourself, especially over the last decade, um, and to really, you know, look at it from a science-based approach, from a spiritual approach, all of the approaches in general, um, and to do this kind of level of work. Um, clearly, there's a beautiful story behind that, and I would love for the audience to hear that, and then we can we can go on some other of the themes from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's definitely been a journey. What can I say? You know, I, I will start by saying that, you know, even just as a young child, and I'm always amazed when I look at kids and, and observe how in tune they are, you know, I was always very curious by nature. So I think as, as even a starting point for any leaders and to lead with heart is to stay curious. You know, you talked a lot about ego and sometimes leading with heart work, and sometimes we can get a bit confused about where the ego plays in. So I would say that the curiosity as a child kind of drove a lot of the journey um, when I really look back and reflect. And there have been so many different chapters along the way, having studied and really gotten into communications and been really curious about people always. And so I studied communications and I got into film studies and really kind of the creative journey was always a part of it. So I've always been creative by nature as well and allowed myself over the course of my life to really explore and sort of follow that curiosity and really as an entrepreneur at heart, I've, you know, been in lots of different industries as you shared. And, you know, there was always this kind of propelling force, this guiding force, this deeper knowing that there was more to learn and more to stay curious about. And when I would find myself in the bit of the rat race of it all, mm -hmm. I would get, um, you know, I was, that was when I would get stunted or I would find myself feeling lackluster or looking or seeking more. And, you know, I guess when I shifted gears and really got on this particular track, uh, because I've been in so many different industries, as you mentioned, and really having explored, so gotten a chance to live abroad. I'm, you know, from Montreal, where I am currently, actually, I came back during COVID, but LA has been my home for the last 12 years and lived in London and lived in Australia, traveled throughout the world from Central America, all over Europe. India, China, really traveled pretty extensively. So 
having seen a lot of the world and experienced a lot throughout my journey and throughout a lot of the experiences I had and also working in so many different industries, just observing that there was this other language at play. So this, you know, what is now been involved as the heart rise method and having studied so many different modalities along the way as well there was this common cur- there's this currency this language of heart that i was aware of even when i would travel to countries where i didn't specifically speak the native language there was a deeper language of you know i love to talk about the vibes and you mentioned them when you kind of kicked off the show you know the vibes don't lie as i like to say and yes, we're always picking up on a frequency, if you will. And when we're paying attention to it, there's more to it. There's, you know, even as we exchange in any relational dynamic, I was very curious about that um, in all aspects of my life as an entrepreneur and as, you know, working in different industries, working in publishing. I had my own clothing line for many years. So, I mean, the fashion industry, there was a lot, a lot to say. We could do a whole show on that. Uh, but, you know, observing and witnessing and, and noticing too how people were very drawn to my energy and curious about that too. You know, there was something going on there and I would notice that when I was more overwhelmed or overextended or not honoring my heart's Mm. truth, my compass, that there was something else happening. So I got out of the, that industry, the clothing industry where I was, I had my own line for many years and everyone was like, you know, I, I had different showrooms and I had over 400 stores that I was selling to and everyone was like, wow, how did you do it? But meanwhile, inside my creative vision and my heart was was suffering by the end because I felt like I was really on the you know sort of the treadmill and in the rat race of it all and just going 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 and I so that was when I really took a big pause and shifted gears so it was about 2008 when I really got more on this dedicated heart journey although I've been on it all along uh, and I just noticed that there was something more calling me forth so I switched gears and I got more into thought leadership creative sort of endeavors I explored I got into coaching essentially and I did some different trainings I you know I got certified in different modalities and I really became very curious about specifically working with coaching leaders and sort of understanding what it was what it was to honor our life's path and our life's journey because I was very clear that there was more to life than this sort of rat race that so many people I had seen were in and so essentially the that really gave birth to what is now HeartRise. And there's so much more in between, but I studied many different modalities. I became very curious as I got on the coaching path about what was blocking people who had really powerful vision from actualizing it. And a lot of the leaders that I was working with, there was a block emotionally. There was this sort of heart block, if you will. So that kind of got me down the path a little more to understand the science of the heart and where were things getting blocked and the emotional piece was key and that's kind of where heart rise kind of meets it all. So that's kind of a little backstory, very highlight reel. Cause there's a lot more to say. No. And then I can kind of break down a little more what the method was and what I uncovered with that. But yeah, that's sort of a little bit of context. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love it. And I know pretty much everybody listening is probably nodding their head. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> you know, I, well, and I'll tell you where it really hit home for me. Um, and I never really explained it that way. And it was well put. And I know exactly how you feel is that being in all these and I, similar industries, fashion, luxury goods, uh, real estate, um, you know, all of these different, um, these different industries. And, and it was the same. I would feel they were attracted to my energy everywhere I would go. It was always my energy. And I knew what I brought to the table and, you know, and then you witness some things in the rat race and some, uh, it took me many years until years later to realize 
the projections that were happening or the people that were scared mm-hmm. of your value or scared of what you were bringing to the table. And I was just operating naively in terms of like, hey, we're all in this together. We're all going to build something great, you know, <laughs> and not mm-hmm. realizing that we deplete ourselves and in depleting ourselves. And then on top of that, what's the what's the bonus for doing an incredible job and getting everything done, even down to the, the last little bit of energy you have? Boom. Hey, you're done here. Thank you. You can go now. You're like, wait, what? You know, so I, I had to learn that, wow, it was my energy that was brought to thing. Cause sure enough, every time I would leave, boom, their whole thing would collapse. And I'm like, interesting. Mm. There's something interesting going on here. And, um, so I, I get you in that the, the rat race is a very interesting thing that I do also feel like can do something to our heart. If we're not careful in nurturing that it hadn't anything to do about us in the first place, let alone the fact that we have to work on our own internal things <laughs> as well, well to make yeah. it expand. Right. So yeah, it's so true. And and on that note, you know, what I found is like when I would start to really get into that mode of like efforting or having to force it, and that's for anyone listening to, it's always a good cue that, you know, you're not utilizing your energy efficiently. Mm. You know, as soon as you're having to like push it or be over, you know, over exerting yourself, we, cause we all, we all, what I did learn. And so this is where, and I love everything you just said. And what, what became super clear to me was that this energy that I had, that I was putting out that you're describing that you had, that you were clearly bringing to all these different experiences and industries that you were in. And for everyone listening, it's, you know, the energy that we bring, like we're constantly putting out energy, right. Yes. And the, the heart is the epicenter. It's like the engine, it's the generator, it's the electromagnetic field, the force field that we're putting out. And so the, when we meet someone, there's a very legitimate force field that we're picking up on and we don't always, re- you know, we're not taught this. So we're, we don't realize it, but we feel it, you know, we'll e- even use things to describe it where we'll say someone walks into a room and they light up the room. Right. Mm-hmm. And then conversely, and when I work in corporate culture, I'll often share this, but you know, someone will walk in and suddenly it's like, don't, don't, like here she's arrived and the whole frequency shifts and not in a good way. Like we can feel the tension. So we're continuously emitting that energy. And if we're not mindful or as I like to say heartful of how we're using it and where it's coming from and how to metabolize the blocks so that we can get into all that then we're not actually wisely condition you know controlling our energy and we have the capacity to guide it and to work with it and to stay aligned with it and to feel when it's when it's true and when it's not you know because it's when it's all blocked and pent up that's when we're bringing the heavy and we want to be the one to really um ultimately be connected to what feels true for us and when we're not that's when we suffer and so true mm. sorry keep going (laughs) yeah no no no. yeah i'm thinking out loud (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah well no that was what was so interesting is i just you know i really became curious about energy which can sound really woo woo but that's when the science when you get down to the science it's exciting to know that there really is an actual electromagnetic field energy that we're putting out that we actually have so the heart is so much more than just the physiological heart. There's actually, it's a generative force field and it's the most powerful field that we, you know, that lives within us. So when I started to uncover that, I mean, I was literally experiencing it through my, you know, life's work and then the deeper study as I got on the coaching train and then some of the other practices that I studied, but it was also really starting to witness and observe when I was working with a lot of these entrepreneurs or, you know, Mm -hmm. working with thought leaders or teams, like what was going on, where were they getting stuck? And it was always, and it's something just to notice for anyone listening, like when we find ourselves shutting down or not really honoring what we feel, that's when we're trapping our energy. That's when we're contracting our energy. And, 
everything is energy. Einstein yep. said it so you know clearly, and we we know that, right? Those vibes that we feel when we start to pay attention, if we can learn how to work with them, and as I like to say, alchemize the noise. So take the stress and repurpose it. You can actually work with that. So that's really in essence how Heartways was born. I started to witness what was happening and how when the energy was blocked, we were a lot more susceptible to the busy thoughts and the yes. spin cycle, yes. the head trip, all the noise, right? All the frenetic energy. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to learn how much management goes into our own energy and mm -hmm. leaning into, oh, I'm feeling this. I can't sweep it under the rug. I need to lean mm -hmm. into it. I need to understand it. I need to have conversations that I wouldn't normally have. I need to, um, you know, play with it and understand it and new and, and you know where is it where is it really going? And um, otherwise, you're right. We we can easily get so trapped. Um, and it was interesting. I, I also like when you're talking about when we're in our heart. Um, it's some. It's it is for me. It's been hard to explain to people because you get a lot of times with people where they'll say, "Oh no, no, I'm always in my heart." I'm like, "No, there's a different." Um, <laughs> there's a. It's it is it is definitely a feeling and an energy. And luckily, because I'm around some of these modalities that have helped me understand that there is an. It is so. Um, it's almost like a Dr. Joe no thing. Like no, like I'm not attached. I, there's no outcome. There's this like nothing personal. It's almost like a complete feeling of, of abundance. And it, it still, that doesn't give it, you know, cause then it sounds like everybody else online, but it doesn't sound, it, it's, it's a hard thing to really truly explain, but it's yes. such flow that mm -hmm. like, it's almost like there's an answer to everything mm -hmm. and that there's no wrong thing and that you're not affected by anything. There's no mm -hmm. expectation you have an answer, you're clear. It's this whole universal feeling. And then, so I'm learning that if you can continue to, which is probably what you teach, and we can talk about the method, um, how do you stay within that uh, and manage that if that feels good? Because living life daily can throw you off. Like, just like that, if you're not constantly putting you first and, and working on the management of that, at any given time, somebody can test that and pull you and distract you right out of the feelings. Absolutely. And I love the way you just described that because there, I mean, it's, there are so many triggers and oh, abound yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's like triggersville right now. I mean, we can't even keep up with what's going on. I mean, between the pandemic and the racial injustice and the planet is, you know, burning and storming. I mean, mama nature is freaking out. Like it's going on. And I feel like all of this disruption actually is being, I, I, feel deeply that it's it's here to wake us up in a big way and i you know i think it's an opportunity to come home to what matters and what's true in the heart of who we are and so i'm pretty passionate about how can we have more agency right now how can we lead with heart and it's not you know i want to just give some context to the heart too and i'm grateful that you said you know just not the physiological heart and we often are really dismissive of the heart quite frankly because the word heart can be off-putting I mean I know this I bring this into corporate culture so I get it and you know we've been taught and conditioned to think of the heart as this soft you know unreliable I don't want to open my heart for fear of everything that's inside or the monsoon that might come out or I don't want to feel my feelings like well, that's how we've been trained sadly right? and yet yeah and you know and I trust me I see it all the time the word heart rise alone can be I mean it's shocking that so many of these amazing leading edge industries have been so open and willing to bring us in. And it's been, I mean, for some time now, and especially right now, everyone's like, give it to me because people are just upside down right now. 
And the reason that I say this is that the heart actually is the epicenter. It is our greatest resource. It is our engine. It is our intelligence. It's the rhythm of our being. When we learn how to plug into that vibrational frequency, watch out, here we come. And that's what real leadership is. So it's learning how to train the brain with the, retrain the brain with the power of the heart. And the two work together. So just again, as context, it's not about dismissing the intellect and all the brilliance of the mind. It's more that we redirect our attention to be led by the heart's power and magnetism so that then all of the good stuff that you have, not all the nonsense, because we're so programmed with a lot of BS too, but it's how do we utilize the good stuff and let the head bow to the heart's power and wisdom, and then we've got it going on. So it's really a shift in how we show up, and that's where we start to have agency. So to come back to what you're saying about how do we live in that flow state, well, flow is actually... The, it's part of the method. It's our fourth step. And, you know, we've all had experiences of it to some extent. Athletes call it being in the zone right. or when we have these synchronistic or serendipitous experiences. It's, you know, we can live in that way and we can recognize when we're out of flow. And there are tools like HeartRise is a, is a powerful one that can allow us to come back to it so that we can check in with ourselves. And, you know, I was very called to create something that out of all of my life experience and all the different modalities that I studied and working so immersively with many people in all these different capacities that I saw that it was really in unleashing this resource, this powerful life force that is so available to us that when you start to listen to that and let it lead, then you can really sense when you're in and out of it, you know, and it becomes very clear, like when you feel off or when you feel Mm -hmm. out of sync with yourself. And so much of it comes back to that feeling center. So we can get into it because we definitely will have to kind of touch on the feelings. The good news is that when you feel through, you can already, you can build that resilience. It's not about having to get stuck in the feelings, which is why to come back to what I was saying about the open heart and why people are so afraid is we don't want to be caught in a feeling storm, right? We don't want to sort of have all that stuff that we haven't dealt with come out suddenly. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. I've been reading so much about energy from our daily activities to our sexual energy to um, all of these different biological, physiological, spiritual, mm-hmm. <laughs> and neurological. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on in there. <laughs> there is. There is. <laughs> and, and it's interesting because the further I research, the more, yeah, you can feel it the moment the emotion mm-hmm. sets in or like, mm-hmm. oh, I let the life force out or mm-hmm. I did this or I did that. You you, you know it. And it's in- interesting because ignorance is bliss because once you know, you're like, oh, I know, exa- <laughs> I know exactly what that's from and I can't, I can't plead ignorance on that anymore. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, it, you're right. There's, there's a lot... Uh, there's a lot going on in there. And then I can see why a lot of people are probably flooding your world now more than ever. Um, I think, you know, this year was bound, this state of being for everybody was a bound to all come out at some point. Uh, and I've talked about this on other podcasts. Obviously we've, we've been a lot, many of us have been doing the work for many years. So we know what a lot of people are going through the first time of like that kind of, wait a minute, is this what I think it is? Like, this is what you think it is, <laughs> you know? Right, right. And, and I would think that that I, I know from my own transformation can be scary for a lot of people 
because what do you do with when the programming starts breaking down and you start going everything i thought wasn't what i thought and this isn't all what i really necessarily want anymore but i don't even know what i want because i don't even know who i am but i think i have an idea of who i am i think i've always known but i'm scared about exploring who that even is because it's been derailed for so long by this programming that I have no, like, it's like waking up out of a bad relationship after like everyone's been telling you for years, like, yeah, we all said that that was a bad relationship. People were like, and then you wake up and you're like, what was I thinking? You're like, yeah, I don't, you weren't, you weren't, you were programmed. So how do you, how's that going for you? (laughs) You know, how many people are you dealing with? Yeah, well, I love that. And and notice how you were describing in so many of those instances, it's like the thinking part. Yeah problem. That is the problem. We have been programmed to revere the almighty brain and that's where most of the dysfunction lives. So we get so caught up in the spin cycle, in the faulty thinking, in the pre, you know, sort of planned out, this is how it should be, the should show. There's so much of this that we're so uh, programmed into with these limiting beliefs. And when we're stuck in that and things don't go according to plan, it totally does shake our foundation as you're describing. So this is again where the heart is so integral. So a big part of, and I can kind of just get a little bit into the method itself, but essentially what it really helps you to do is get comfortable feeling your feelings, which sounds uncomfortable to even say out loud for, for many, but ultimately only as we feel through that we can heal through and get comfortable in the discomfort, right? Because ultimately everything's quote unquote uncomfortable right now. But the more we can be at ease and accepting of what is, then the more we can surrender and expand into what wants to be and what wants to move through. So we have to let those feelings move. The feelings, in essence, if you think of your feelings as fuel, then you just feel them because ultimately everything is energy, as I said. So thoughts are energy, feelings are energy. So you want to get all that energy moving together so that when, let's say to use a concrete example, said situation triggers you, And, you know, whether it be, you know, a situation that continues to arise or it could be, you know, when I work in a corporate setting, it could be like that one person when you see their email (laughs) come in, it just sets you off, right? So whatever the trigger is, as big or small as it can be, underneath that, that's the first step. And, you know, I can speak to the steps if you want, but ultimately, like when you observe that, so what we do with first step one is with heart vision, I see. So we're actually cultivating a different way of seeing. So we're learning to see with the heart size, which is a whole new way because we've been so programmed, even at the level of the heart, some of us want to believe in the heart, but we're still like you even described at the beginning with the ego. It's like you think it's your heart, but it's the thinking. That's the problem. We need to Mm -hmm. reset where we're coming from. So with heart vision, I see you check in and you notice that something triggered you. So that's the first step. And you can use this for calling things in and intentions and all the things you want as well. But in particular right now, it's super helpful for what you want to clear or what you want to move through so that you don't get stuck in it. So that's the first step. You witness what's going on, right? And you bring it to your heart. When you see what's there, the second step, and this is integral, this is so essential, is with heart focus, I feel. And you work with your breath and you start to really let yourself feel. And it takes some practice for sure, especially if you're someone who hasn't allowed yourself to feel. But the more you practice as with anything, the easier it gets. And you begin to unlock and unleash this natural feeling sense within that, you know, we want to feel. We've just been so programmed out of feeling that we stockpile, we block, we become emotionally constipated, we become really toxic with all of this stuff that we've you know, held inside. 
uh, and compartmentalized. And that's where all this, the shooting is, is becoming a challenge because we can't, nothing's going according to plan. So even if we're trying to like masquerade through it, we're holding too much inside and we're just, it's, we can't deal with it anymore. Whereas if we're practiced in the feeling part, which is the second step, then you can move the energy. Emotion is energy in motion. You want to feel what's there instead of blocking it, right? Because the blocking, it contracts the energy, stuffs us up, and then we're head tripping. Then we're caught up in the spin cycle, the busy mind. So you want to feel. That's the second step. I'm just giving it to you briefly, but right. we can you know, dive deeper. The third step is with heart knowing I free. That's where you release. That's where you, again, working with breath. So it is, in essence, an active style meditation, and I'm just talking through it, but for anyone who wants to, we'll give we'll share some resources for you to actually experience it. This is just sort of more the theory or how it works. When you free it, you start to really alchemize, if you will. You let go. So as you, for example, if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling fear or you're feeling sadness, as you practice getting comfortable feeling it, working with breath, connecting to your heart, with heart knowing I free, you let it go, you practice that release, there's a real alchemy alchemical release that happens. So you're really starting to metabolize, to move it so that you're not holding on to it anymore. And you're actually, in essence, repurposing it. So as you free it, the last step is with heart wisdom, I flow. And that's when we come back to flow. And then you've literally recycled, you've repurposed, you've regenerated new energy with that fear. So you literally can repurpose your fear as fuel, as creative inspiration, as, you know, as presence. And this is where it's at. <laughs> that is amazing. I was actually, I was marking all these down. Uh, now I realize why uh, we, people get attracted to energies and our energy, like, especially, and it's funny, the, you can give it out and you can help people do these things for them. Yeah. But the purpose of also doing it for ourselves. And I realized, cause it took me a long time uh, to realize how much I wasn't doing it for myself. And I'm like, why do, does everybody like what's going on here between me and them, you know? And, and I, by the way, I love, I love the different, the four different um, phases, uh, the, the steps. And when you were talking about seeing with the heart witness, what's going on, I, you know, and I, this would be a great example to share with you. I, it, it took me some time, but I figured that part out and it was the, it was such a game changer I don't know your the method of it, but I'm saying I, I realized I was in a business setting and I talked about this on a podcast where someone was literally attacking and I just kept delivering like, well, we did it this way and this was done that way. And it was, it was just, it was amazing like what I was delivering and the person just kept going um, and it was like, and first of all, this person was not my boss because uh, I'm independent, but like, and also they were, uh, you know, a consultant that was just like, you know, not necessarily part of the process and they're just kind of coming in out of nowhere and it was like just doing the drilling and I had to stop and I said, listen, what's going on? How can I help you? What mm. are you focused on right now? Or what are your priorities? I and the team, we want to help you. What can we do for you in all that you're trying to create and you're trying to come in and do? So mm. I had to cut off the person attacking who it had nothing to do with me. They came in out of nowhere. They needed to exert value. I, I need to be, be valuable. I need like, here's somebody who's executing at a very high level for these people. And now I'm I'm quote unquote, I'm a competitor. I'm coming in. I need, you know, is this person, there's so many internal things going on with the individual that mm -hmm. I had to recognize like, oh, wow, this has nothing to do with me. And I had to cut it off and go into a loving mode. But I was still assertive. It's like, hey, how can I help you? What's going on in your world? And this person broke down, became kind. and was like, 
I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm trying to figure it out. There's a lot going on. I'm like, I totally get you. You let me know. We, we can we can do a lot of different things. Instantly, I became a good friend. Instantly, I became a trusted source because I, this person was having trust issues. There was so many different things that are going on in the individual on the other side that I believe people don't realize. And it took me many, many years because I used to take it personal when people would attack. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It has nothing. To, I mean, you always hear people say it has nothing to do with you. But like it still doesn't stop you from feeling it until you really start to recognize like, oh, wow, like they're spilling out what's really bothering them right now internally and it's coming out everything from like a bully to an aggressive, like you know, demanding person to whatever it might be. So mm-hmm. I understand seeing what the heart is. It's like almost like, let's just stop it right there and see the yeah. see for what it is, not for what's really happening or for well, what, what, what would it look like it was happening. That's yeah. such a beautiful story and example. And it's so true that, you know, when we do, when we're in our heart in that way, we we also connect as you described so beautifully and we build those, you know, trusting, I call them trust bridges, but you really start to connect in a way that people feel safe because when we're in our heart and especially as leaders in any capacity in our personal lives, but as, you know, leading a team or in community or any relationships, when we're in our heart and we come and we show up that way, people do feel safe. I mean, some Mm -hmm. of the most beautiful feedback we get, is that people feel safe, they feel like they they can trust to share, and they feel seen, you know, and when when people feel that way, especially someone who has a lot pent up, like you're describing this person, and it's so so often the case, especially right now, because so many people are dealing with so much. Mm -hmm. And we hear this expression that hurt people hurt people. Well, it's so often the case. It's that pain that's unresolved, right? Like that we become, you know, really people in that when they're they have unmetabolized pain or, or hurt that hasn't been healed, they can it's easy to project it. So as you said, it's about definitely not taking it personally, but when you're in that, as you say too, the heart vision, when you're in that and just, you know, as part of the practice, it gets easier to do. But you you clearly like you paused there, you almost did it naturally. And that's the beauty, because this this method is really what we do naturally when we're connected to our heart but you feel what's there. So you take a moment to feel, you release and you come back to flow. So that allows us to take something like, for example, judgment where we might be Mm. in judgment or take something personally and we can arrive at compassion. So that's like a heart rise reframe as I call it, but that's a beautiful example. And that's so much of how it works when we're in our heart because it's the heart knows the way, you know, we've just been so programmed out of trusting it. So trust is a huge one there too. Love that though. Uh, So, so good. It's funny. You're, you know, well, these moments, like I said, I'm still learning because I mean, I know we all are, but um, you know, they're, they're moments and I would prefer to have them every day, but it's interesting how, I mean, I, I remember I had something last year was, I mean, it was right after my father passed and it was interesting. I, I showed up a few lates to an appointment um, that had already been rescheduled a couple of times. And this person really flexed on me hard. I mean, they really, um, you know, you may be an influencer, but you don't know who I am. And I'm like, I, mm. I, I don't, um, you know, please share with me. I was, it was, I don't know what was it going on. I was in such my heart um, mm. at that moment. And this person just kept going and um, uh, and was like, you know, did you bring everything for me? And I'm like, well, no, we, we're here to discuss this. And this person then went after me and said, oh, you didn't even come prepared. I'm like, well, no, actually, I'm taking a free hour out of my day because normally I'm paid 250 to 350 an hour um, to be here just the same for you so I can get more information. So, it, you know, it's both equally shared, but like, how can I, I want to help you. And this person was mm-hmm. like, you know, just kept drilling. And he said, well, I don't think we have anything else to discuss. I'm like, 
not a problem. I can leave. Like I, I wouldn't want to, I, I have to be somewhere as well too. I can be somewhere else. You know, I just, I was constantly dealing with the heart. He's like, how can you be so casual with everything? I'm like, it's not that I'm casual. It's just that there's nothing to be riled up over, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so it, I love, I love that. And actually what I'll, what I, what I often like to share, and this is helpful for those situations that can be triggering is if you think of them any situation that might really get a, get our blood boiling or stress us out or cause anxiety, think of it as firewood for your heart fire. So you can mm. like take situations because we do, we can get disempowered by circumstances or yes. situations, especially right now. So if we can take those as, okay, this is a cue, this, I have something to learn, something to metabolize. I can repurpose that energy instead of what we often will do when we're stressed or we're overexerted or we're being triggered by something, we'll give all of our power to that thing, yes. right? Where we we get we get crazy about it. I mean, we have sixty to eighty thousand thoughts a day, and most people have the same three or four thoughts looping and looping and looping. So that's what that spin cycle we hear about is, right? We're just mm-hmm. we're tripping. So instead, if we can observe how we give power to those things that often are worries or stresses or you know, future tripping on stuff that doesn't, you know, that hasn't played out, we can catch that, bring it to the heart, feel what's underneath, release it and come back to flow. That's where we can really take charge of and and be in our, in our power. I love how you put that. Um, Do you, do you also help people work heavily on the relationship with themselves. I mean, I know it's all with the relationship with themselves, yeah. but an understanding of who they yeah. think they are yeah. versus what they yeah. really are, right? Yeah. You get I know you get where I'm going with that. I do. Absolutely. No, and I love that distinction because really ultimately until we have a whole relationship with ourselves, yes. we can't call in any kind of really healthy relationship whether it be romantic relationship or even in terms of business dynamics. I mean, I again, we do a lot of work with corporate and with teams mm-hmm. and all it's amazing to see how much this can shift when, again, when we do the work for ourselves. So to speak to that, fundamentally, it's really paying attention to, you know, it is watching what what triggers us for sure. So again, a, a little tool for someone who might want to practice or just start to observe or really take it into their everyday life. It's just to notice what are the things that really trip you up? What are the things that stress you out? What are the things that take you off center? And just start to watch that, just even observing that throughout your day. I would encourage for anyone who really wants to dive in to just jot them down, end of day, just do a little recap and just check in and start to watch and witness. Awareness is always the starting point for any real shift. And again, with heart vision, it's that's where you can really start to um, get true because ultimately we have to unleash what we're holding to get mm. clear about who we are and what we want. And as you spoke to earlier, you know, right now, so many people are very overwhelmed by who am I? Like, it doesn't look like what I thought it was going to. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with people losing jobs and, and shifting, you know, environments and so much changing right now, there's so much uncertainty and how can we be grounded and anchor within first? So again, it's really having the capacity to In an ongoing way, I mean, I practice all day long, you know, when situations arise that, and it's practicing in that way, it's like really taking life as it is. And this is why it's such a practical method, because whatever's coming up to like, let yourself be in those moments and notice what takes you off center, notice what shuts you down, notice what may make you 
pick up something that you know isn't good for you. Like just observing, when are you checking out? What are you, you know, just starting to watch ourselves because that's ultimately that first primary relationship is essential. And there are a lot of other ways that you can, but it's really starting to get comfortable watching and getting honest with ourselves. Because until we get honest about our pain, we can't get honest about our healing. And it has to start with us because once we're, once we've cleared through what we're holding, we can be a lot more in that heart wisdom and flow and make clearer decisions, be more authentic, speak more honestly, all of those things that we need more of right now. So true. And that, that honesty just expands out the heart even mm-hmm. more. So I, you know, I, 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 I realized it wasn't an, to your exact point until we, we start observing in honesty, our feelings and why, why these outcomes, I would easily years ago be tricked into thinking that the comments on the other side of a conversation that were depleting me um, were, you know, they would, they would affect me until I realized, mm-hmm. no, when you have a relationship with yourself, no, mm-hmm. wait, where were my intentions? Oh, my intentions were great. Oh, so this isn't about me. This is about mm-hmm. you. But it, I, I, in order to decipher <laughs> what was really going on, yeah, we have to start having this kind of honest talk about ourselves. Like, was I clear? No, I wasn't here. Okay. Oh, I can see how I was a little wishy-washy on that. Mm, I can see how this got, this happened. Oh, and I can see why this was interpreted that way. And then after a while, yeah, the work, uh, the, the, the conversation, the observations of ourselves help lead us into brutal honesty, which leads us into where are my intentions at? And if I understand where my intentions are at and I feel really good about them, it's a little bit harder for you to derail me knowing that I'm showing up as best as I can every single day and better each day after. So you can't derail me the way I used to allow people to derail me, you know? And it, it, but it, so that in itself is empowering, but then it's another responsibility of cool, but now I got to help the other side. <laughs> right. Know? Well, exactly. Right. But the beauty is, you know, and I want to just one, one thing to add to that. And I want to come back to what you're saying, but I feel the, the essence of what you're saying that's so powerful is that it's the curiosity that we spoke of at the beginning, yes. you know, coming back to staying curious. The minute we think we've got it all figured out, <laughs> we're not in our heart. No, that's the truth. So you know, true. We, we overthink, uh, we overanalyze analysis is emotional paralysis. We got to drop more into the feeling center and stay present to what we're feeling and and practice like releasing too so we don't want to sit and coddle the feelings that that's that's one of the reasons we're frightened to get into the heart zone is because we don't want to get stuck there but feel it and free it and and trust in the process too because sometimes it takes longer and you have to go through several cycles and getting you want to be as clear in your own heart and what you're where you're at in your presence before you even overanalyze or overthink about what this person or that person did or said or any of that. And and then when you engage at that level, and it might still mean you're hurt by something someone did, let's say. But the beauty is once you've done the work yourself and you've felt through it and gotten to a flow state and just more clear, then you can communicate without Mm -hmm. the same charge, right? So you're less reactive. You're more able to respond. You can come from a place of heart and humility and grace that people feel that. So even if somebody might have wronged you, let's say it's, you can be more loving about how you share it rather than attacking. Right. Cause we tend to want to like come from a place of like judgment or attack when we feel that someone's done that to us. But ultimately if someone's really being harsh and we can just come from a place of 
ow, that, you know, that's uncomfortable or, you know, and, and, or take a pause and then come back when it's time and not be in that same, cause we don't want to jump on their funky frequency and not, not the good kind of funky, you know, we don't want to get into their low vibration. And so we want to stay true to what's true for us. And sometimes it does mean taking a step back or a step in and just letting yourself feel what's there and release it and come back to flow. And with practice, that real brave heart resilience becomes natural. It is our nature to be in that. And people feel it. And then people are much more inclined to meet you where you are. That's the beauty too, of doing the work for yourself first. You know, when you show up, then it's almost like we're, we are all mirrors for each other, right? So Mm -hmm. if someone's acting in a certain way and we meet them there, then we're matching that frequency, but you know, we attract what we are. So the more we're in our truth and the more we stay in that flow Mm -hmm. state, the more we kind of set that frequency for others around us too, right? So that we're not buying into their BS and, you know, we can sort of, help kind of deflate or just take take the charge out of people that might be really heated, which is something I do a lot when we're in corporate settings where it can get really heavily charged. And you see it. You can mm-hmm. you can actually see like totally. the mirroring happen. That's why you see totally. different different tribes, different packs, different groups. Like people are like, why are all those people over there like they seem very healthy and happy in this? Why does that group over there feel this and that? You can mm-hmm. you can actually see Alpable. the yeah. the the mirroring that's actually taking place. Um, and um, uh, there was a there's a few things in there that you just said that I'm um. Uh, you know, it's like, I, I, cause I didn't want to interrupt you, <laughs> but they were like, if we were having Thanksgiving dinner or something like that, I would have been like, wait, wait, stop on that. Stop on that. But you were, you were saying so many, um, so many amazing things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was just thinking about how you, you can see that amongst the, you know, the more you're working on yourself of course, and, mm-hmm. and the group that you're choosing that to also allow in your world and how that's, um, they're growing cause they're about the same thing. It's interesting to watch how those packs grow over time and uh you know and, and what uh what their output looks like you can see it you can actually see exactly what you're talking about absolutely and it's really beautiful to witness because by one person shifting too it's amazing how it can shift yes the whole group dynamic so i've seen this and when i work with leaders specifically i'll you know when they do the work themselves it's amazing how they can really shift the whole frequency of the container that they're holding or the group dynamics because by being you know leading with heart is really about that it's really about being able to be vulnerable be real be true own when we make mistakes own when Mm -hmm. we're hurting like those are the things that when you start to like not to say you want to walk around like this wounded bird but when you go out in the world and you're sharing your truth and you're coming from an honest coming back to the honesty place because you're doing the work and you're letting yourself feel and you're building a resilience so that you don't totally collapse in front of others. It's more that you can just speak to your truth. Then, you know, it just starts to set this frequency of authenticity. And it's amazing how in the same way that group mirroring, one person who's really alive and present in their heart can shift the whole dynamic of a bigger group. It's quite powerful to see. Yeah. And the ones that it the frequency resonates with they absorb it and, and start yes. to move in that. And the ones that it doesn't, they probably never did, but they now they can fall kind of to the side. You can, you can naturally yeah. shake the tree. <laughs> yeah. You can naturally shake the, you know, the tree by, by, I always say the, your own personal growth will pretty much solve yes. every other problem because it's just like your job is you. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and I get it. Cause we all make everybody else our job. And, 
that is a never ending process that will be built on a lot of expectations and, and other things where it's like, my job is to show up as the best version of me, which mm. will automatically fill over into you and helping you and um, mm. in, in a capacity that um, would make more sense. That's also um, uh, not depleting as, as fast or at all in a lot of cases. And so, yeah, so that, are, we are we are the gift and the curse. <laughs> we are we are the answer. You know, we we are the answer. We are absolutely. You know? And I would say I would even say it's really like are we? And when we're head tripping and we're shut down in our heart, then that's when we show up more as the curse because then we're projecting oh, yeah. all of our all of our yes. toxicity. And when we're in our heart, then we are really that's when we can be the gift. You know, and it's it's amazing to see. And it comes back back to we were talking about trust before you know trusting others but it's trust within you know when you really build that relationship with your heart then you trust yourself and people will trust you and that's a game changer it's so true now here's a good question for you mm-hmm. when um and i know i know you're gonna have to run in a little bit but um when there I, this is an interesting thing that i've i've thought about recently so you can conquer certain areas of your life uh, we're, yeah. we're forever learning um and every now and then um there can be people that come in and can trigger you up differently, oh, yeah. differently mm-hmm. than like they can hit almost all mm-hmm. of your triggers. Mm-hmm. And I find that very fascinating. Um, I, I've, I've learned that, oh, I get it um, to get to level four <laughs> of, yeah. of the video game. You, the, the, the test of this thing has been brought to my attention to mm-hmm conquer them you know to understand what's really happening but i find it fascinating because i i almost mentally got back into i almost got into a trap of oh maybe maybe i didn't actually end up after eight nine years of working on that like maybe i didn't really i almost went into the identity of that person i was like no 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 it is that person actually that it isn't me it is that person but thank god what a blessing because all the triggers are coming up it's a it's a beautiful way to understand you know, what's, what's really, what's, what's next for me? Like, where does that mean? Where do I go from here? But that, that was hard. Like you can almost grab back onto an old identity because, uh, um, because of those type of triggers that haven't been around for 10, 15 years. Very true. It's like the latent, those sort of latent things that you thought you had buried. And, and often actually they'll they'll (laughs) say, They'll, you know, the, the script, there's a great quote. It's that, you know, you think you're spiritual, go spend time with your family and come back to me, you know, people can be <laughs> one way, right. In a certain environment. And right. then you go back to some of those old triggers and it's almost like all that stuff comes back up again, but every relationship is really a lesson in essence. And if we allow ourselves to learn what's there, and as you said, I mean, to get to the the more intense levels, you know, life keeps presenting more and more for us to grow through and learn from. So my experience and, you know, where again, I'd say moving into the feeling spaces, instead of, you know, getting too heady about why is this coming up or, or tripping on the situations that might trigger us at that level, it's really, again, going deeper into the feeling space and really letting ourselves feel because that's how we can ultimately heal. So it really, it's amazing how it can be just really by operating and connecting to that heart energy and feeling our way through that we start to build that resilience so that we can be tested by bigger triggers. And each time it only helps us to cultivate more strength from within, you know, it doesn't mean that like if anything, they will more and more will arise, but we're more 
resilient with each challenge or each, you know, challenging relationship or dynamic that might trigger us. And it's, yeah, it's just really about paying attention and, and, you know, getting the heart in the mix, you know, it's so essential. I can only imagine when you're dealing with, you know, corporate America needs this a lot. Well, corporations Uh, at large, corporate America, and I, you know, we're seeing trickles of the change. I've been preaching it. I'm 41 now. I've been preaching it since I was 20. And I was thought right. I was thought of like weirdo, um, and I love that now we're we're slowly but surely that you know yeah. hmm, the old paradigm's not working. Like yeah, I thought it wasn't working 20 years ago, which is why I haven't been corporate almost ever. Uh, right. But um, I, it's an interesting time because I, I feel like in a corporate environment, there's so much projecting going uh, on and yeah. triggering, and it is so funny and i get by the way i give old leaders when i say old leaders i mean like in the old paradigm a lot yeah. of credit that they still were able to pump out multi-million multi-billion dollar companies within a highly triggered up mm-hmm. state but could you imagine the fluidity and profit yes. profitability and retention yeah. and customer satisfaction and everything else if you got people more heart-centered and i, I uh, you're so speaking my language when you say that because so much of what was accomplished and agree hats off because they did it but they did it more based on force force so fear. really right force <laughs> versus flow right a force and ego and all of that and so much fear exactly fear which really is what that is uh, so it's that you know so much of that dominating energy really hierarchical fear-based, profit-driven. And what I get excited about is that, you know, profit and abundance can more, much more accessibly come from yes. flow when we're connected, when we're leading with that, you know, heart power, which ultimately is flow. When you're in that, you're more co-creative, you're more, you know, your capacity to listen, which is huge. As a real leader, when you're in yes. your heart, you want to listen versus, you know, and this is actually a huge relief when I work with a lot of the CEOs and leaders I work with, they don't have to have all the answers. What a relief. I mean, yep. how empowering is it to think that you can enroll your team in solutions? You yep. know, the old school paradigm was that we had to have everything all figured out. But how liberating is it to think that you can actually engage your people's gifts and talents? And, you know, the best leaders among us are those that really understand that it is about finding what those gifts and talents are versus putting people in, you know, the square and the round peg kind of, you know, they're the, 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 you know what I mean? The square peg and the round hole. That's the, you know, so often it's these forced identities, forced roles, rigid structures that takes so much more exertion, which are all of that contracted, pent up emotional constipation energy. When you release that, you move through it, you get in the heart space, you've got so much more available. You're resourceful, you're innovative, you're co-creating, you've got teams that want to work together. You, You know, you mentioned retention, all this, you build these cultures of belonging and trust. And that's, that's what builds sustainability for a brand these days. Cause you know, especially with Gen Z, they're in and out the door. They're like, what do you got for me? You know, yeah. and if it's not good enough, they're out the door. And so we really want to be building community. And yeah. that's so much of what that sort of flow state enables because uh, people feel safe. They feel seen. So they trust each other. Yeah, it's so true. They feel safe and they feel seen. Um, you know, I turned my my consultancy into a growth marketing agency and I've got an amazing woman right hand um, person who's um, handles my operations and runs all the creative and um and I didn't want to do something because I had a narrative in my head. And I went to her and I said, hey, listen, I don't have the answer to this. So to your point about not having all the answers, I said, I don't have an answer to this. Here's the narrative in my head and why um, 
I don't know if it's true or not true. I want you to prove me wrong. I want you to tell me a different side of a story that I, I'm not telling myself. And she told me it and it ended up becoming a part of what we're doing. And I was like, mm. yeah, I like that. I think we're going to run with that. And she stopped me. She said, why? Like, I, and she's, you know, I'm 37 and 17 years of being a professional. She's like, I've never really, and as a woman, I've never really been, and this is overseas as well too. And she's like, I've never really been heard before. Like you care about mm -hmm. my opinion. I'm like, you're, I was like, you're a ninja in this area. I was like, you're amazing. Like you're talent in this area. Like I, that's why I'm, I'm asking you because I'm going off of a narrative, but it's also it includes an area that I don't know the business that you are, is your specialty. And that's the point of having good people around you is to rely yes. on asking them these things. And she was just like, no person has ever asked me and uh, thank you. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, of course. I'm like, we're in this together. I'm like I hadn't anticipated I was going to even be doing this. Like I had, you know, this is just one facet of several things I'm doing. And, you know, this is to streamline my life in some ways. And that's what you're here to do. So, yeah. And, uh, and it was just, it was, you're right though. It's not having all the answers, being open and vulnerable. Like, Hey, here's how I'm feeling. By the way, I hope I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> you know? And then, uh, and then she did. And I was like, let's run with that. And then felt like, huh, like my opinion matters. I'm like, of course it matters. Otherwise, like I wouldn't want yes. you here. <laughs> you know? Yes. And so. then, and then she felt, I'm sure like she really was a part of, and then Connected. really enrolling, you know, our people in that way and, and celebrating them and appreciating them. That's what builds the kind of cultures that, you know, really are going to involve us into the next phase of, you know, what we're all living right now. And yeah. it's, you know, it's really, it's, it's that very spirit of being appreciated and being celebrated and, you know, giving people permission to have the freedom to express themselves. Like what a gift, because it's so true that so often it's like, this is your lane. This is what you do. You know, don't overstep, don't speak out of line, you know, that's old yep. school, but it's, that's, you know, it's, it's suffocating and, Sorry. and then it makes people want to clock in and clock out and yep. it makes them, you know, retention. That's where people struggle with all of that. So if you really create a space where people feel included and, you know, we talk about diversity and inclusion, it's like, that's how you, on the inclusion side, you really build a space wherein people feel a part of something and they want to help you build. And it just, you know, good leaders know this and it's a beautiful way to roll. Mm. I love everything you're doing. You're going to be busy for a very long time. <laughs> you're going to be busy for a very long time. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's really rewarding work. And I have to say it's a gift to work with, you know, the, the many leaders I get to, and just even seeing how much corporate America or just, companies in general, so many of these global brands are open now to something as seemingly kind of unconventional as, as leading with heart, but it's really, I believe it's the way forward. And, you know, we have so much that's untapped within. And when we really, um, when we start to, to plug into that, it's amazing what's possible. And it's so much more than we could have even possibly imagined. And that excites me. Yeah, and I think it's the only way forward at this point. Yeah, I, I, I think it's evident. It's, <laughs> I it's, agree. it's yeah. evidenced. What we're yeah. witnessing globally, yeah. I believe, is, uh, yeah. hey, what got us here won't get us there. Time's up. Yeah. Like, now yeah. we have to deal yeah. with our ish. 
<laughs> yeah, we've got to be real. I mean, one of my favorite things is seeing now in this in this context, you know, where, you know, people will be on like a Zoom because everyone's Zooming all over town and it's, you know, you'll see people in their real habitat and their real environment. And like, that's so refreshing, you know, things even in terms of like video and production and all that stuff isn't as polished as it was. And it's so yep. refreshing that we're, you know, lifting the veil and just getting real with each other because that's what that's what's real and that's what's true. And it's not to say to not cultivate excellence and all that yes but how do we do it together and how do we get real about the process and not have only you know only reveal things when they're perfect you know perfection is an illusion anyway like perfect is boring as far as i'm concerned so you know we're all just doing you know we're, we're all doing the best we can and the sooner we can accept that and honor that you know it's very it, it, there's a real relief in that and there's a power in that mm. I love it. I love it. Where, where, where can everybody find out about everything that you're doing like online? Like how can they get in touch with you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the heartrisemovement.com is the website. So there's a lot happening there. And we mm -hmm. just launched also, this has been sort of a long time in, in the brew, but it came through very clearly that it was time to bring now. There's a daily offer that we have now that's available through text they're called Ignite Bites, B-Y-T-E. They're little sound bites, little mini musings, messages, meditations, four minutes a day, just enough to kind of kickstart your day, anchor you. We talk about We talked a lot about self-care and how to sort of take care of our own well-being and being whole first. So that's a really, it's a powerful resource and tool, and that's via text. So we'll share the the number that literally just came out. So we're excited about that. And that's free and available to all. And a lot of the partners and companies and schools and communities we're working with are going to be introducing that too. Because I found there were so many apps and things out there and so many resources, but you know, we can get apt out and we, you know, there's so many things yep. coming at us. And I wanted it just to be really clear and easy and simple. And anyone who's known me and been in touch with me over the years knows that I leave a lot of audio messages and I'll often I would often have people <laughs> say wow that that audio message made my day and I you know I, I knew there was something to that and for a long time I've been wanting to do something like this so it just feels like an easy way for even those that don't have the time which most don't but to just have a nice daily little dose of heart medicine so that's an easy way that you can stay connected and then we're working with so many different communities companies as well. So you can reach on out. Um, you know, my personal email is jessiemay at heartrisemovement.com. I am as accessible as I can be. I really like you. I'm all about connecting and, you know, I'm, I'm here to, to bring it and support. And we have a beautiful team and many people now who are trained in the method. We've just started that in the last year, which really was very timely, just pre-pandemic. And then it just really worked out that we have an amazing crew now available to bring it. So podcast too. I have one. It's very freestyle where I have themes every week, um, meditations on the site, lots of different ways. So mm. yes, be in touch. <laughs> Absolutely. I was, and my audience, they do, they do. Mm -hmm. They will reach out to you. They will let you know, they will follow you. They'll ask questions. Mm -hmm. In your case, they'll probably ask a lot of questions. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> amazing. You know. Bring it. I love, I love questions. I'm yeah. all about it. Oh, it's amazing. Well, and I tell everybody that comes on the podcast, it's a journey driven podcast. So you're welcome back on anytime. Yeah. I actually can think of a few different, uh, uh, themes that we should talk about so even if you want to come on back on like in a month or two I'm, i would I'm, love to i know we'd be jamming i could chat with you all yeah. i feel like there's a lot more for us to explore so i'm excited i would love to yeah let's do that i'm i'm excited actually i already got uh, i already got some ideas in mind we'll, we'll save them and uh i i appreciate you being on the show thank you so much this was this was a great flow by the way I, it was a lot of fun yeah
Thank you, Matt. Seriously, you really, I mean, talk about heart, you bring it. And I really felt that just the moment we connected. So I'm, I'm grateful for what you're bringing to the world and your voice. And thank you for having me on. It was really such a nourishing conversation. Thank you. Thank you. For everybody listening, please go check out Jessie Mae Wolf, uh, heartrisemovement.com. And you can find her, Jessie Mae Wolf, and Heart Rise Movement on Insta, because I know a lot of you are on Insta. And uh, Jessie Mae at heartrisemovement.com. She gave you her email. So I'm just saying, y'all, like, do what you want with that. All you tens of thousands of people out there <laughs> that are listening to that. But, you know, if you need something, you know, check out her website and, and, and connect, you know, that this is what she's doing, especially during a time like now. Jesse, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being here on the show. And um, mm. you're greatly appreciated and loved. And I know my audience is appreciating you. So thank you. you know. Thank you so much. Really, Matt. It was such a pleasure. And I look forward to more. Awesome. Thank you. Hang back for one second and uh, we'll, we'll talk here for a second. Everybody listening, please go check out Jesse Mae Wolf uh, on Insta and uh, heartrisemovement.com. Um, and if you have any questions, reach out to her. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. And thank you for all the ratings and review there. They mean, they mean more than, you know, thank you. Thank you truly. And, uh, for the, this week in the hustle sold separately, we are out.